Hello and welcome to the final spooky episode of GG Replay for Friday, October 29th, 2021. GG Replay is, of course, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast where we break down the latest in gaming news hosted by us, the Goodnight Groofs, a place for games and a place for goofs. You know, we're, we're it sounds like I said goose, um, but <laughs> neither is actually our true slogan. We're workshopping it. But, uh, you know, I hope you like what we have so far. Uh, yeah, I say this is the last, uh, you know, kind of spooky one here because it's the, the day before Halloween weekend. Uh, Sunday will be Halloween. Uh, and this is the last time I can really show Charles Halloween off here. My name is Paul, by the way. I'm joined by Matt. Matt, what do you think of uh, uh, are you excited? Are you ready for Halloween? I'm totally ready. You know, I, I, it, it's one of those holidays, like, Thanksgiving is all about, like, the day. But I feel like Halloween when you're a kid is, like, all about the day. But for me now, it's, like, the build-up. Same with Christmas. It's about the build-up in the season yeah. more so than anything. So I will miss it. You know, the, on the actual day of the holiday, it's it's almost actually sad <laughs> because that's when it's ending, you know? Yeah, I agree. And there's a lot of stuff to do on the actual day, whereas the other days you can just kind of enjoy the the vibe, which is nice. Like on Halloween, like, I mean, it's fun to give out candy and stuff, but or like go to a party, but also like an obligation. It's fun to just like look at your decorations on like October 29th, like today and just be like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I, and I do appreciate that it's on a Sunday this year. So I, like nothing sucks more than like having to just be in your office all day when it's Halloween. Like who who, who wants that? Interesting. I said Halloween as a kid, at least was the uh, Sunday was the worst day for Halloween when I was a kid. Well, yeah, uh, when you're a kid, it sucks. Yeah, Having the Sunday scaries on Halloween just kind of stinks. Not a big fan of that. Uh, even on a weekday, it was a little bit better. A, you could go on a parade around your school or whatever in your costumes or whatever we used to do. But yeah. also, it's just kind of fun. It's like, oh, it's like a th Tuesday. Nothing good happens on Tuesday. But tonight after school, we all get to go out and... And, uh, you know, show our uh, costumes off and get candy, which was kind of cool. Sunday was not an ideal day. Friday, I think, was peak Halloween oh, as a kid. Because you get, like, to show your costume off to all your friends at school. And also, it's the same night, and then you have candy all weekend. Really the ideal. So, there are some another five years, I think, until we'll get another one of those. There are neighborhoods nowadays that will, like, do the trick-or-treating on a Friday before Halloween. It's like, no, 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 no. It, your trick-or-treating has to be on Halloween. It's like those things where people have like a Halloween party, but it's on the weekend, like before, but the before is like the 20, you know, fourth or something. And it's like, oh, it's not like this, like last weekend. I'm like, okay with like, you that. Know. It's and the then, season. And then it's, and then it, well, the worst is someone who has a Halloween party and it's like November 1st, right? Oh, like oh yeah. 2nd, I have it, seen that before. Ruined. Same. I'm it's not, a, I'm not going to that. Why would I go to depressing. that? That's ridiculous. Very, very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would do, be fine doing it. Other people... Not into it, so I've learned to just steer clear of those events. I'll be the only one dressed up. It's very depressing. All right. Let's get into the show today. Uh, you know, we got Yumi and Charles Halloween, which, of course, in case you're listening on the audio podcast, which most people are, uh, it's just a little pumpkin I have on the uh, over my shoulder like Jiminy Cricket. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, Matt, the reviews are in. It is just one review today. It is Mario Party Superstars, which, you know, or I can say it, Mario Party Superstars. Uh, people were, it's already better than Chris Pratt, I gotta say. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, I'm not as cool, but uh, I got an 80 on Open Critic. It is out now. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people were pretty psyched for this, but mixed. I think people were kind of hoping maybe for something a little more, a little more interesting with Mario Party. But also, on the flip side, I think a lot of people were kind of hoping for a classic Mario Party too. It's kind of, 
does does it all. Um, you know, I think the main things that I saw from reviews were that, you know, this Mario Party doesn't have any crazy, you know, things and twists like some of the other ones. It's just classic Mario Party, the best of the best. They took some of the maps and games from all your favorites and kind of shoved them all in and gave it a fresh coat of paint. Uh, and I think that's what most people are looking for from Mario Party. Matt, is that what you're looking for in Mario Party? Yeah, probably. I, I just like the older Mario Parties. I will say Nintendo is really just on a roll of repackaging old goods and selling it yeah. as a new product, which in this case, in this specific case, I'm okay with that because a lot of the new Mario Party games have these unnecessary gimmicks. And this one, intelligently, they got rid of those. They didn't they didn't try to merge the old with the new. They really just went more for the old. I think there is, you know, some new elements still in there, but not the stuff that people complain about, not the stuff that people don't like. They really did just kind of go with the old games and and preserved it the way it should be. So I I like Mario Party. The problem is I don't really like have people around me that i can Same. invite over to go play mario party <laughs> so why that's... don't you just play mario party online matt with the uh, nintendo switch's fantastic online capabilities <laughs> even if their online stuff was peak it it yeah. mario party is the game you, you need everyone in the room together yeah Agree. Totally agree. I, I find the same thing with like Mario Kart and stuff. Those games, I mean, obviously, or even Smash, I mean, well, to a certain degree, for me anyway, I'm not playing competitively. I feel like a lot of these games are obviously polished, good games, good experiences. I'm not saying they're like scuffed experiences, but I think something about them just kind of feels more... It feels more like, why wouldn't I pay, play something a little more hardcore if I'm sitting by myself playing online? Right. Uh, when I play Mario Kart, it's like, why wouldn't I just play Forza Horizon if, unless I'm playing with all my buddies in the room? I know those are different experiences, but there's something about Mario Kart and Mario Party and, and Smash that just makes me think we're all playing and having fun together. Uh, less yeah. So, less so, oh, I'm going to sit in my room by myself and play this game. <laughs> I also don't care if I win a party game online. Well, like, definitely I, that, I just yeah. don't care who I'm playing. I don't care. The whole point of Mario Party is like bragging rights. That's like the entire point of winning in party games. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. It's kind of funny. I feel like uh, the 80 is because... A lot of reviewers said they didn't do anything kind of different with it, but then all the positives from the reviewers are also like, oh, you know, like, good thing they didn't do anything different with it because it's so, like, classic. Right. <laughs> so we're getting this weird average of of review there. Um, but, yeah, it seems like if you're looking for a classic Mario Party experience, this is, I mean, think beyond 80 here. This is like an, an A-plus for that, I think. Uh, but, you know, if you were looking for the next big gimmick, think again. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something a little bit different. Not Mario, but Marvel. Marvel. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. My, <laughs> there is a new Marvel game from Amy. Amy? Amy Hennig. <laughs> it sounds like I've been drinking today. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm stone sober. Amy Hennig. Amy's new studio, uh, Skydance New Media, will be developing the game in partnership with Marvel Entertainment. Now, Matt, you were quick to point out uh, the studio is actually separate from Skydance Interactive, which is another game dev studio under the same umbrella, uh, which is kind of interesting, uh, which also all under the umbrella of a company called Skydance uh, Media, I think. And then they have been around since 2010 doing different projects. So it's kind of a whole thing. But but in 2019, I believe Amy Hennig came in and decided to like offshoot a game uh, development studio under that. So pretty cool. Um, and this will be the first project from uh, Sony or sorry, Sky, not Sony. Thank God for once. 
uh, Skydance New Media, uh, which, you know, is claiming to be a story-focused game studio. Makes sense with Amy Hennig at the helm. Matt, what do we think here? I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, we don't have anything really, but is this exciting? Is this a good thing? Um, in the quote, I don't have it up in front of me, but Amy Hennig uh, did go through and, and talk about how Marvel is such a perfect canvas uh, for her to kind of write stories on, um, just the, the universe, because it's so pulpy and it's full of so many, you know, interesting elements uh, and human elements. So it'll be really good. Uh, you know, I mean, this is Uncharted's former creative director. You know, is this a match made in heaven? I think it could work really well. You know, just based on her her pedigree and the games that she comes from, I get the idea that this is probably going to be obviously very story-focused, but a linearly told story. Like, it's going to be a kind of game that's probably not open world, which is kind of cool. I kind of dig that from a Marvel game. I, I Just take me through a cool story with... I don't know, maybe some really satisfying combat, whoever it is that we'll be playing as, which I don't know, maybe you have some uh, potential ideas of who that could be. But I, I like the idea of a linear Marvel game. It's something that we haven't really seen Well, in a that's while. what a lot of people have been saying is Guardians of the Galaxy is that game. Uh, that's and true. A lot of people have been coming out and saying, hey, listen, after playing Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh, I'm really psyched about this announcement because this is what a lot of people have been saying. Not me, because I haven't played Guardians yet, but uh, a lot of people are saying I'm really psyched about this because I think there's something to be said and there's some faith in a single-player uh, linear Marvel experience. I guess I, I view that... that You're right. That is a linear single-player game, but I, I view that almost in a different mold because it is such a choices-matter type of game. Not a cinematic. It's not like a like a like an Uncharted. That's or what Last I'm thinking. Or yeah. a cinematic led game where gameplay is kind of secondary to the story and the and the and the visuals and like this like you know thing they're trying to tell. I mean, I'm really just thinking, yeah, Unch- Uncharted with a Marvel skin on top, something that like is is feeding, feeding you the story with really cool set pieces, really really good action, that kind of stuff. That that's really what I'm just imagining in my mind. In my mind, which you know. Maybe that's the case, maybe not. I know she was working on that Star Wars game that got canceled, and that was going to be like Uncharted Star Wars. So I, I think this is sort of probably her thing that she's good at. So yeah. why why screw up the formula? Well, I see someone on Reddit say, I don't, I forget their name to credit them, but they were like, oh, now I can uh, shuffle along a, a narrow ridge for 10 minutes and drop on guards, but in a tighter costume. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Sure. Uh, it's like, I guess you hate Uncharted. Uh, I think it has its place um but yeah that being said uh yeah i I think ultimately that's a cash-in that's so smart i don't know why they wouldn't do it uh i think i think taking one of these cinematic story games look at the mcu i mean this is like the biggest grossing highest grossing you know film series this is like something has never been done before uh why not just take something like a moving like a, a playable movie uh, and take those characters that everyone loves and recognizes and and are obsessed with uh, and just, and, and there you go and get Amy Hennig to write it. Chick, yeah. chick, chick, chick. Yeah. Like, okay, there you go. Uh, if you can play, you know, uncharted, uh, Gambit's fortune done. There you go. We've solved it. You know, <laughs> I think Gambit would be cool. I'm trying to think of like someone who'd be cool, uh, but also superhero-y if we were trying to go that route, um, because obviously you could go, but not, not too superhero-y, I guess was my issue. Like, I don't want it to be like a, like a Hawkeye or a Black Widow or something kind of like 
low tech or low magic, I guess, just because I think that's kind of not as fun. But also, I think the more powerful you get, the harder it is to do a cinematic story like that where you're kind of constrained. So I, maybe like an X-Men thing? Could be, know. could be. I was thinking, obviously, like, Iron Man has sort of been the face of Marvel for the past, like, 10 years, and it's kind of time for a good Iron Man game, but... At the same time, I feel like studios, even if offered that, they'd be sort of afraid to approach that because everyone has this very specific vision of Iron Man in their minds. RDJ, yeah. Yeah, so like, how do you approach that without doing the, the MCU Iron Man? Yeah, exactly. I think it's really hard. You'd have to go very different. And also, it's kind of tough because it's a likable Iron Man. And Iron Man in the comics kind of sucks as like a jerk. So it's tough. You could be like, oh, let's not do it like RDJ. But then like, how else would you do it? Like I'm just a total jerk or like a really nice guy. Would that even work for the character? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, Captain America could be cool. That's for just, what like, I was talking thinking. About, like, base yeah. Avengers. Um, you just maybe not go as like flashy about it. Do the kind of like, you know, the the Winter Soldier kind of style where it's more secret agent-y and a little more beat him up. But he's got like, you know, when he beats him up, he really does it, you know, because he's got the, the strong punch and the shield and everything. Maybe that would be pretty cool. Black Widow? I, I was thinking Black Widow, but again, I just like not to like poo-poo uh, Black Widow specifically, but just I, I'd, like a, I'd like it to be a little more superhero-y and Black Widow isn't like as powerful. I think in like the Marvel Universe, she's really cool. But if I had like a game that was really specific, I'd like the game character to have powers if we're doing a Marvel game, uh, which she doesn't really, um, depending on the, if in the, in the comics she has the super soldier serum, but it's like, meh. Let's get a, uh, let's get a Nick Fury game where our job is literally just to recruit superheroes <laughs> i could be a a, a a like a tycoon game or something yeah like a simulator a, a super a nick fury shield simulator and you have to go around and you make have to sure manage the a, egos and all that yeah <laughs> actually sounds really fun i think someone should make that now it's uh okay let's uh cut this part of the podcast here we will put this on a <laughs> list of things uh ideas that we're trademarking all right let's move on a little bit here but uh really exciting i will say uh final final word from me at least I'm pretty excited for this game. I know nothing about it. It's going to be a while so, uh, we, until we hear about it, but uh, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to. I'm always down for a new Marvel game. I keep forgetting there's so many coming out. Like I forgot Midnight Suns is going to happen. Oh yeah, uh, from Paradox, and uh, there's a ton of stuff happening. So pretty cool. All right, Assassin's Creed Infinity. Let's talk about Ubisoft for a minute because Assassin's Creed Infinity apparently, according to them, will not be a free-to-play game. Earlier this year, Ubisoft said they wanted to make more free-to-play games going forward, but today they confirmed AC Infinity is not following that model. It will have a lot of narrative elements. That's a quote. So what does this mean? Uh, Matt, do you want to break down a little bit? Because when I hear this, I'm thinking, okay, so does this mean that they're not going to have a lot of, like, microtransaction-y, you know, live service stuff? Or does it mean... They are going to have that, but story's going to be a focus, or does that mean it's not going to cost $60, but, or, or it is going to cost, I, I'm, I'm a little unclear of what they're using for the term, like, free-to-play. It's funny, I was really never under the impression that this would be a free-to-play game. I always figured this is going to be a $60, $70 game, whatever yes. we're at at that point. Same. I think it'll be one of those games where maybe they add, like, a big yearly expansion that you pay for, or something like that. That's really kind of what I'm envisioning here. Hopefully a lot of content out the gate and then, yeah, just adding on to it every year. That's that's sort of what I'm thinking and how I, you know, based on what I've read from Ubisoft and Jason Schreier has been big on reporting on this and, and just putting pieces together. That's sort of what I'm thinking. 
we really don't know. I think it's good to know that it's not going to be free to play because they're not going yep. to be so reliant on microtransactions like they otherwise would have been. You know, I'm sure there will be a ton of cosmetic stuff. And if this is, you know, an online multiplayer game where you're seeing other characters and stuff like that, that's going to be a big deal that they're going to sell a lot of cosmetic stuff just because there are going to be people who buy that. Mm -hmm. They do in every kind of game like that. And that will hopefully be good enough, um, uh, you know, and and then getting your your big yearly content DLC or whatever that's maybe like 25, 30 bucks or something like that. I'd be okay with that if it's a ton of content. Getting an annualized Assassin's Creed game in a different way that isn't like how they used to do it, where they're smaller projects and they can pump them out quicker, but at a high level of quality, I'd be da- totally down with that. I, I yeah, think that would be a good way to go about it. Yeah, I think that makes a total. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I, that's kind of what we were talking about before, right? Though, hopefully, they're going to come up with the game, uh, you know, maybe full, you know, full cost. And, you know, say, hey, listen, this is the game. But then next year, instead of buying a new Assassin's Creed, there's just like going to be a little expansions that come out all the time that are going to give you maybe new worlds or new spaces or new experiences, uh, which is cool. That would be great. Uh, Hopefully they do that. But yeah, it is cool to get that confirmation. It's not free to play. Just so we know we can expect at least some uh, some quality, at least out the gate here. (laughs) Paul, I'd like to give you some some kudos. Uh, finally pronouncing it Ubisoft. I never wanted to call you out because I used to say Ubisoft. But I hear so many people say Ubisoft. I just started saying it now because you said it. Yeah, so. you're finally going. It's, it stands for ubiquitous, ubiquitous software. So it's Ubisoft. Oh, then yeah, everyone. Then yeah, everyone else is a fool because that makes total sense. Yeah, ubiquitous software. Yeah, Ubisoft. Good to know. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I heard you doing it, and I heard a couple people, and I was like, you know what? That just sounds good. I'm, I'm going for it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Talk about uh, you know something we we don't know exactly yet what's going to happen with AC Infinity, uh, but let's talk about something we uh, well we kind of know what's going to happen with it. We definitely know what did happen with it. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, earlier this week. Uh, we did get some news. Uh, the next gen updates are being pushed back for Cyberpunk and The Witcher till next year. Um, but CD Projekt Red uh, updated their dev roadmap on Thursday, and it shows there are going to be no updates uh for any game in 2021 for the rest of the year uh there's there's nothing going on here they they confirmed that um so of course we knew the next gen updates were going to be pushed but we're not getting any patches we're not getting anything so just uh you know not a big story but just kind of a little thing here just to kind of move in again uh that these guys are coming out and saying hey listen uh next year we're getting to it we're going to get to it at some point i mean we can go on and on about how you know bad this sounds but just Jeez, you know, and you look at the FAQ, some of the stuff on this update page, you know, people are saying, you know, did you did you even test the console versions? Did you see? And they're still coming out with the same answers. Yeah, we tested them, but we didn't see any of the stuff you guys saw. So, like, we don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like, uh, just like, you know, there's a real issue here with them trying to, like, appeal to the shareholders, but also trying to, like, appeal to the consumers, I guess, in some way, which they're not really doing very well, um, you know, is... I feel like they're. I feel like this is a case of them really focusing more on on their business contacts and their shareholders than they are the consumer. And I think it's not looking good for. I don't know. I think for numbers, it's looking good. Obviously, it's still sold. They made you know billions of dollars in this game. They made a lot of money, but I don't know. Like I just feel like you know the the, the rep keeps going down the drain every day. I don't know. I'm totally on the other side of this uh, than you are. I I think that this is a good thing. People. People complain that Cyberpunk came out too early and now they're delaying updates because they aren't ready yet and people are saying, well, why aren't they coming out yet? 
Well, be, what do you want? What exactly do you people want? Obviously, well, we want a good we finish want, if game. You saw the, if you saw the game in 2020, was it 2019 to give it 2020? 2020. End of 2020. End of 20, yes. 20, yes. Uh, the years are blending together. If, if you're selling, yeah, it was, yeah. right? It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was last pandemic. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2020. Honestly, if, if the game comes out in 2020, it should be finished. If it's not finished, it's Agreed. in 2021. Finish the game. I understand that it's not finished. You know what? My issue isn't like that they don't have enough time. Throw more money at it. Hire more people. Like, I, you made you made the money on the game. Now it's time to actually make the game playable for the people who paid for the game and spent tons of money. And I know, I know the game's playable for a lot of people. It's not just about the bugs. I mean, it'd be nice if they could just go back and fill out things, revamp it. Other studios go back and revamp their games, do like an extra content update that adds stuff in to flesh out the world. It's not unheard of for people who are saying there wasn't enough side content for them to come in and add a DLC where a ton of side content comes in. This this is stuff that can be done. And I just feel like looking into a year and a half to two years later, um, you know, with a lot of major complaints about the game, they don't ha it's not like they have to you know in some ways the bugs have to be addressed but otherwise i just think for everything else it was just something that it would be nice and if a dev did do it you go wow thank thank you that's really nice that you did that um and the fact that they're not doing it, it's just it's not them you know it's imploding but it's it's also not them being really a, a well-loved developer at this point i i can wait for these Updates. I, I played the game a little, like, I guess almost a year ago now, and I haven't even really thought about it since I played it, which is probably not a good thing. I do yeah. think the story, I do think the story was good, um, and I would revisit the game if it were, like, totally fixed. I, but I played on PC, and I, I've been on record as saying I really didn't have that many issues. I had a few graphical glitches, and I had one issue where a save was sort of messed up, and I had to go back, like, 15 minutes. It wasn't that big of a deal. Obviously, it'd be nice if that didn't happen, but it really wasn't that big of a deal on PC. I think the game was fine at release for the most part on PC. There were graphical bugs, yes, and that takes you takes immersion out, but I think for the most part, it was fine. Now, I do think that they have a responsibility to fix the game because they sold the game. It wasn't ready, especially for the consoles. And they have a responsibility to make it, to, to fix it, to, to make the, the customer's dollars worth it. I think yeah. they will. I think it's taking time. I think that there's probably just something about this game that is fundamentally broken. I don't know anything yeah. about game development, but I think that there's something about <laughs> yeah. this game. I mean, it's very clear this game was never, it, it never should have come out for PS4 and Xbox One. That's very clear at this point. Yeah. And... I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you... It should have never been sold on PS4 and Xbox One. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. You can't... Now that it, it has happened, you can't do anything about it. You can't, like... I mean, you could refund people or, like, yep. give them a free upgraded copy, but maybe those people never buy the next console. So who knows? It just should have never sold on, 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 on uh, those consoles. But cat's out of the bag i don't know what you can do but they have to yeah. they have to do something to make this right and i think that's why they're taking their time with this update because they the with these updates they know like these have to be right otherwise they're gonna they're gonna be even more screwed than they already are i definitely think delay is fine it, like makes sense if they can't get it but i just think it's yeah it's it's just 
questionable and problematic they still can't get it especially again with the amount of money we're dealing with here and that they made off the game it just feels like i know throwing money at an issue doesn't necessarily fix it the game can be so broken that you know they would have to hire 20 30 40 people to make the timeline change at all like to the points where it's not worth it to do it i get that i understand it's a business but you know, I just feel like the PR is kind of weird. They just keep putting these little twi tweets out with a little little statement that's like two paragraphs. And maybe just not saying anything is better than digging yourself a hole and trying to pretend like you're really cool guys when you really screwed it up, I guess. But I don't know. I just feel like there's... I don't know what it is. I'm not the PR master here, but I just feel like the PR isn't great. I just feel like these little tweet things every few months going, oh, it's going to be delayed more. Or we still can't fix it or whatever. It just isn't enough. I feel like they need to say something or give something or do something that just feels a little more like they care and not just like they're doing it because they you know have to do it no i agree with the first thing that you said i think they should take the no man's sky route and just not say anything work quietly because people have for the most part forgotten about this game if you liked this game yeah. on release hopefully you played on pc and had a great time if you've been waiting and you still want to play this game but you're like waiting for updates just play it on pc right now if you if you have a pc that can handle it it's fine the game is fine before, before you respond to my next thing because you're right i think the, i think that's actually the move when you mentioned no man's sky it's such a good point um that's a, like look that game didn't come out ready it took them like five years now to come up with like what is i think a very very fleshed out game that promises that does more than it promised at, at launch uh, that that could be the cyberpunk story, you know. Just keep coming out with the that could have been the cyberpunk story. Just keep coming out with expansions every year that kind of add more stuff on that people were actually ex ex like fix the bugs, obviously. But then people say, oh, it's not side story enough. It's not as open as we thought. Work on those things. Add those over time, and people will probably go back and eventually there'll be a definitive edition. People will go back and play that game. I don't think that's the story they're going for here. I don't think that's what's going to happen here, but that's what they should do. And I think you're right. They should just say nothing and just, just release good content. But unfortunately they're saying a lot and they're saying stuff and they're not releasing anything. So it's, it's not good. And they could, they could have the same experience as no man's sky. They could do it. It's not, okay. it's not too late. I will say no. after no man's sky, I don't think it's ever going to be too late mm -hmm. right now. It may seem like it could never possibly happen. Yeah. It may seem like that, but if they just quietly went and did a bunch of awesome updates and f totally fixed the game and added more than they ever even really talked about, it would fix everything. People would never even, they would look back and it would be a story of, oh man, remember when Cyberpunk was was terrible and, and they they got all this backlash? That's my backlash. favorite game. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Pe people think right now that that's impossible, but if that, if that actually happened, if CDPR actually went and did that, that's exactly how the story would go. That's just how people think. And I, you know, I think I saw someone say, and I think this is a totally good point is like, just stop promising like dates stopped with these roadmaps and promising dates. Agreed. I yeah. understand. I, I, you know, I initially said a little different, but honestly, I think you're right. You've swayed me. Like I think in trying, instead of communicating so much and being like, listen, we're going to do this. We want you to know we're, we're working on it. Just shut up and just release it like just, just just release it people will forget and when the new release comes out and people try it and they realize it's good they won't they'll stop caring about yeah. the few months where they didn't they didn't the worst case the best part is no one's really even gonna say nasty shit about you because they just forgot no one cares it's right not even now. like everyone's even that mad no one's <laughs> thinking about point. cyberpunk right everyone's now. kind of forgotten about it mostly except the people who are really butthurt and they're gonna be butthurt anyway so i essentially yeah. forgot that the game happened until it was in the notes yeah, I keep forgetting that it like properly released. Well, I mean, properly is the wrong word, but like it fully released. I forget like a year ago. It's crazy. Well, anyway, that's uh, hopefully we're going to get that beautiful comeback story uh, one day.
All right, let's move on. Talk about, uh, speaking about PC, games working well on PC, PlayStation PC was formed. Uh, Sony Games published on Steam will now bear the moniker PlayStation PC LLC. Uh, previously, it used to be it used to be set, used to say it was published on PlayStation Mobile, which is kind of a funny company. That was probably uh, the PC division. They pro- their PC division was probably a part of PC, PlayStation Mobile until they just yeah. spun it off. Exactly, because obviously PC was not really a focus until very more recently than mobile. Uh, yeah, so I mean, just I mean, just a short story, but it just shows further investment in the PC PC ecosystem from Sony. We have God of War coming in January. And we have, you know, possible Nixus projects uh, coming out. You know, they're take, making all these acquisitions. They're working with port companies. They're working with people who work on PC ports. Uh, and they're doing this God of War thing uh, with a, you know, a company under Santa Monica themselves. So really, really cool to see that focus. Uh, like we said before, they're doing that focus in Capcom is working on more PC things. A lot of companies, I think, are realizing uh, that PC is a good place to be, especially when you're talking about 4K and 60 frames and all these crazy things. Uh, that you're talking about the PS5. Hey, if you can make games that run on the PS5 and look, look incredible, you know, the PC is a perfect space to put those on, too. Uh, you know, I think that's finally reaching the point where you're going to be those games look just as good on both both platforms. Um, Matt, is this making you excited? Do you feel like this is a step in the right direction? Yeah, this is like, you know, the start of something bigger when they're actually getting this name down on paper? I think it is. And I think PlayStation's mobilization towards this diversification that they have going on with things like PlayStation Mobile, which they are looking at getting bigger in the mobile space, and now PlayStation PC, where they are going to be putting their first-party games on PC, not day and date, I'm sure, but sometime down the line. This is really flying under the radar, it feels like. Like this yeah. this is big for PlayStation. For story. You mentioned this and I had to hunt for stories like about it. Um and you can find them, but they're not like on the front page. They went by like after the day it happened, they all just kind of like fell off the front page and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I guess it's not something actually releasing, but you know, clearly it's showing that they're ready to invest and they are not, you know, if they were just gonna make a couple of these, they could keep it under PlayStation Mobile or do something else. But clearly, you know, this is showing that this is here to stay. Yeah, PlayStation doesn't have the same sort of money like Microsoft to just make acquisitions, so they have a different strategy. Their strategy is to take their own studios, make them bigger instead of uh, acquiring new studios. So they have multiple, they have two, three, four teams within one development studio, and now they're expanding to mobile, and they're going to have a PC division. Like this is their strategy that they that they're they're doing what they can do with the money that they have and i think it's pretty a pretty creative and smart strategy instead of just trying to butt heads uh with microsoft by acquiring new studios they're going about it a different way and i I really like it yeah i like that too i think the idea of porting is smart instead of trying to focus on you know and again day and date uh making games come out on pc and xbox microsoft owns wind microsoft is windows and microsoft is xbox for them to be able to figure that out they built my, they built the Xbox as a fork of Windows 10, you know, with the software as a fork of Windows 10. So, I mean, at that point, what are you going to say? That stuff is going to, it's so easy to make stuff that's going to run on both. PlayStation doesn't have that luxury at all. Um, so I think for them doing it this way and having a bit of a, a delayed reaction is good. Um, but it's really cool that they're, you know, also diversifying. They're getting off the box a bit. It's nice to see. 
All right. Let's talk a little bit more. We did speak uh, earlier this week about uh, more about the GTA, uh, the trilogy definitive edition. Well, now we're going to talk about some other GTA news that came out of Facebook's Connect 2021 conference. Well, sorry, pardon me. Uh, now it's Meta's 2021 Connect conference. Facebook has, of course, changed their overarching name to Meta. Uh, and oh, by the way, just for a second, what do you make of that logo, Matt? I think uh, we don't have it up, obviously, but if you if anyone looks it up, uh, I feel like it looks like it's supposed to be like an infinity thing, like a lemniscate. Right. But I feel like does it, I, I just keep seeing lungs when I see yeah. that. Is that I feel like it's like meant to be like a person, like lungs, like a breathing. I don't know. It's stupid. It's not, but, but I don't like I don't mind the name, but the I don't like the logo. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's stupid, but but I I don't think it's gonna this isn't gonna catch on. It's gonna be an alphabet situation. Like so we were just talking about recently, it's an alphabet thing. Yeah. I think Facebook stock ticker. I don't know what it is. Is it FB? I don't know, but whatever it is. Uh, yes, I believe it is. Whatever it is, it's probably gonna stay that. Just like alphabet stock ticker is still, still Google. Google. Yeah, yep. so yep. it's. I don't think that's going to change. I think yeah, people are still be on gonna, the Nasdaq. Yeah, people are still going to call it Facebook. I really don't see the the Meta thing taking off. It's too generic. It's so. I guess Same alphabet. Yeah, yeah. It's it, the re, Google. Part of the reason why Google worked so well was because of the freaking name. Well, it's, and it's also, and it, you know, it's just, it's the thing you do. So obviously that's going to catch on. I'm going to go on Facebook. I'm going to Facebook you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to put it on my Instagram story. I'm going to Google it. These are things, but Alphabet, Alphabet is just the holding company. So why would you ever say the name in this? Why would you ever commit those things? And same with Meta. You're not going to say I'm going to go on Meta because Meta isn't the thing. It's the company that owns them. Yeah. Uh, so I think in that scenario, it's going to be weird. I, I think uh, ultimately it's not going to catch on. I think there's going to be a couple like months maybe of tech journalists and stuff saying meta uh, and then it's ultimately going to fall off and they're going to start calling it Facebook again. Just like everyone started saying alphabet for a little bit and then it became Google again and everyone just kind of given up. So whatever. It's more just uh, corporate nonsense. I mean, the main thing really is it's just showing it's a it's like a symbol, right? That they're showing we're all in on metaverse and it's like, okay. Which that's kind of exciting, actually. I mean, I, I think it's to have there's no companies that are all in on multi metaverse yet. Multiverse is very different. <laughs> uh, there's one company I know that's very into multiverse, but uh, uh, there's no one who's super into metaverse. That's like that's like that's our thing. And I think a lot of people are playing in that pool. So it's really cool to see Facebook, which is a perfect like an obvious example of of like the first real spaces that are metaverses. Really exciting. But that's there not the story here. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. So the story here uh, is actually, uh, you know, more uh, exclusivity bullshit. Uh, Mike would be really excited about this. GTA San Andreas will release for VR. This was announced yesterday at Facebook's Connect conference, and it will be exclusive to Oculus Quest 2. Uh, apparently, it's been years in the making. So this is unlikely to be really related to the upcoming remasters. I'm expecting it to more be different in how it controls. Obviously, it's VR. Possible chance, like in Resident Evil 4, where they make it like first person instead of third person, would which would be weird. Be. But they think you have to, otherwise it would be weirder. Um, but I'm thinking it'll be more of a focus on that, less of a focus on worrying about the graphics or anything. But I think that's going to create some visual strangeness. I just, I don't know, Mike Mike has a good, you know, point to make on this, because that's the thing with Resident Evil 4 was only on Oculus. Uh, you know, it kind of stinks, because you're kind of stuck using this one thing. You have to, now they've recently announced with Meta that you're not going to have to use a Facebook account anymore going forward to sign up and use Oculus, which is nice. A lot of people who don't want to do that, Matt, I think you're one of them, definitely don't want to have to, like, be playing games and having to use a Facebook account. But that being said, 
it just stinks. Like they're making this port. Obviously, Facebook's throwing money behind it, and that's why it's getting made. So you know, I guess like good, they're allowed to do whatever they want. But it just kind of stinks that this is an experience for gaming that's only going to be on this one headset that isn't even that big on gaming. And GTA right. is like a kind of a, a legacy thing too. That like the definitive edition is coming out on everything that could exist, including mobile. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I think everything about this is fucking stupid. It's so um, weird. <laughs> I hate. So, yeah, I'm couching it. It's just fucking stupid. It's such a weird thing. Like, I am okay with exclusive with some exclusive video games i think it's okay because i think that the companies put extra work into those yep and i and i think because of that it makes them typically the best products out there and so i'm okay with that what i am not okay with right now is exclusive <laughs> vr stuff because vr is they're trying to grow this medium. It's not going to, this isn't how you grow VR unless there's VR is so VR is so cost prohibitive that like most people only had to, they had to pick a, a, a helmet, a headset and a system. And the fact that like certain things are limited to certain systems when they're like $700 and also you have to have a gaming computer that can run that shit. It's like, this is, this is ruining VR. Right. Unless you had one or maybe two VR headsets that really dominated like a lot by a lot and they had everything available to them but like vr's is not there there's there's a bunch of different headsets none of them are perfect <laughs> like the, no. that's why i like the, the exclusivity in vr bothers me i get it and i and i feel like it's probably actually even more difficult to port um from one vr system to another vr system than it would be from like playstation xbox because I feel like VR is much more unique unique in that sense, but I just don't like the exclusivity. I also think that GTA San Andreas and VR is just dumb as hell. Unless that's it's so like dumb. unless it's a completely new game that's like a new yeah. take on But then just make a different game. Exactly. Why are you making Grand Theft just make a cool, interesting game or make it GTA something else? Why are you taking a port from an ancient ass game? Uh, and then like reworking the fuck like it's like that's the thing with exclusivity too right it's like it's assumed that to be able you know it feels fair when like let's say facebook or whoever puts money forward i'm already not calling the meta uh puts money forward uh and says hey we're gonna give you this money to develop the game so therefore we want it on our platform but how much money do you put behind redeveloping grand theft auto to vr well maybe a lot because you're having to develop it and make sure it works in vr from a game that was i mean already didn't control well for 2021 already so at that point you start thinking with the amount of money that might be going into this and like the fact that that's an argument for exclusivity just make a new gta game or make a new interesting game with like an interesting license or ip why are we porting a 20 year old game that's also getting a remaster right now so like you're gonna see this like remastered version of it it's probably gonna look really good and then you're gonna go play it in vr which will be right in your eyes and look like shit. <laughs> it's a very weird decision very weird. because uh, like you guys were talking about uh, oculus was the platform that resident evil 4 was exclusive to uh, as well right so mm -hmm. it facebook such a especially as of late very forward thinking company in terms of technology 
it seems yeah. weird that they would look to the to really old games to put on VR instead of putting it's, money toward big new projects to expand uh, VR. You know, to get these these killer apps for for the Oculus. GTA San Andreas could be a really cool VR experience. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be a killer app. A, a, a port from an early 2000s game is not going to become a killer app on a VR platform yeah. in 2021, no matter what you do to it. It's just yeah. not. And, oh, and I, I think they are putting money into like new IPs and individual like like games that are supposed to be killer apps. Um, but the problem is, it's just not catching on. I think people are kind of seeing like Oculus almost like the like the like the ios you know app store or something of 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 vr a little bit here i think it's being seen as like a little bit there's nothing that's like serious and good and i think they're trying to look at old games but also maybe not blowing a ton of money on brand new um you know triple a uh things so i think maybe this is their stepping their toes in with these things but uh with andrea san andreas and uh and resident evil 4 but just weird weird way to step your toes into triple a gaming uh, but also we're seeing what, you know, Amazon's uh, strife with new world and stuff as well. might be good to just dip your toes in a little bit first and, uh, and see, you know, spend the money later. How <laughs> is there no Facebook phone? Uh, there was a Facebook phone. Hmm. Um, I don't, so Amazon had the fire phone. That was a horrible, uh, failure, but there was a Facebook phone. I don't think it was like a big thing, but it was a phone that ran like a forked Facebook OS. Don't quote me on that, but I think that was a thing, uh, and it uh, it didn't do well at all, of course. And there's so, a yeah. CNET article from 2013. Yep. Here's, Here's why the Facebook phone <laughs> flopped. Yeah. yeah. So I I remember. Yeah, the HTC first. That's what it was called. Uh, it was an HTC phone that ran a, a Facebook fork on Android, uh, and yeah, it was just a fucking bad idea. Uh, just like an Amazon Fire phone was just a bad idea. Now, could they be good ideas? Yeah, maybe, but you know. But either way, there has been a Facebook phone and it fucking flopped. Uh, but maybe the Metaphone will do better. By the way, that's a cool name. I would buy a Metaphone. Ring, like ring, 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 ring. Metaphone. <laughs> Metapod. Uh, all right, let's keep fucking going. We're, we're going long here because it's getting weird with it. Vicarious, so you get when you get a Friday night episode. Vicarious Visions is now fully merged with Blizzard. The two Activision studios merged earlier this year, but now the Vicarious Visions name is going away. It's gone. And the studio will be totally absorbed by Blizzard. Wow, good news. Uh, you know, everyone who loved Vicarious Visions, they're now Blizzard. So enjoy that. Um, and obviously we did get Vicarious Visions team members. I think, uh, is it Mike Yabara who was with Vicarious Visions or the other uh, co-CEO? I think it was the other co-leader. I think. I feel really bad. I can't remember her name. But, I can't um, either. I, I just know Mike Yabara because he's always on He just He Twitter posts a stuff. lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I know his name over the other one. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, clearly there has been, uh, you know, I mean, the co-head of the company is from Vicarious Visions. So, I mean, there's clearly already been a lot of melding there, but now we're getting official stuff. Uh, it's, I mean, the one thing I'll say that sucks is just a Vicarious Visions is a cool, cool ass name. Uh, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, they were a big part of Diablo 2 Resurrected. So I think that was kind of like the writing on the wall there that they were really just part of Blizzard at this point. I don't know what this means for other stuff that like the the remake kind of stuff that they do like crash bandicoot and Saint trilogy tony hawks uh pro skater stuff i don't know what that means going forward or unless that's just going to be a blizzard branded thing and they're still going to do that kind of stuff i don't know um kind of sucks though it's i think it's nice to have these 
separate studios with their own cultures and stuff like that Agreed. under under a larger umbrella. Well, you don't want uh, Vicarious Visions to adopt Blizzard's culture? <laughs> I, of course, this is like an egregious example of it. Yeah, it's a terrible example. But I, 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 even like two companies that are like yeah. two studios that even have like good cultures. I, I, I just like when they're you can have two good cultures that are still doing two separate things. They Look at like what's happening with like Sony's the Sony Game Studio, Xbox Game exactly. Studios, Sony exactly. Studios. Those companies are regaining are retaining their own um, cultures. Uh, Two hundred eighteen employees, according to Wikipedia. So that's a pretty good sized studio. So I don't know. They'll probably all just be put into different Blizzard projects. I, I, maybe they'll still maybe... they make a real hit, and then ten percent of them will get laid off. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um i will quickly bring up just just super fast i'll try to say it super fast i don't know if we'll get anything but uh just worth mentioning that bobby kotick did release that big letter i don't know if you read that matt that uh said he was basically going to sit that they're, they're changing everything they're not going to uh they're not going to um Oh, I can't think of the word, but basically they're trying to like not get in, in the, involved in people uh, reporting and, 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 you know, and trying to take legal action on uh, harassment that they find. They're trying to take a zero tolerance policy. They're going to hire more women and minorities and, 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 uh, and, and uh, non-binary people. Uh, so it's like this whole uh, kind of showboaty thing. And all of it sounds on paper actually really good. None of it sounds like, oh, OK, um, but they also have earnings coming up in a couple days. So... <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's probably nothing uh so there you go on that but uh, yeah, worth I mean, mentioning you... there is a little bit of of momentum here there are some changes purported to happen um but you know how how serious can we take it it's hard to see yeah i don't know i i it is what it is <laughs> let's move on <laughs> it is what it is. all right quick hit stories just a couple things we're going to mention digimon survive has officially been moved to 2022 that's fine. I I didn't think it was going to come out in the next two months anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we we knew this, but they just officially announced it yeah. on Twitter. So good to know. Uh, this was a cool one, Matt. You're really excited about this trailer for The Witcher season two came out today. Check it out. Pretty cool. Really good trailer. People are having issues with the music. I thought it was a good decision to use Monster in the trailer. I thought it actually worked really well. Well. You can have your own opinion, whatever you people think about it. But I liked it. The production values look like they have skyrocketed in season two, like almost tenfold what season one was. I'm hyped, Paul. I'm extremely hyped. I cannot wait. You're a big fan of Witcher season one, so you're excited. Rachel also was a big fan of Witcher season one, although she's been kind of sick of like the the drip feed of the of the teasers. Like when I heard about this trailer, I was like, haven't we already gotten like three trailers? But this is like the the Mondo trailer, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you de- you saw way more in this than any of the teasers yeah. before. So I, I wasn't going to watch it because I was kind of like, I'm just going to wait now because I'm going to get spoiled. I've seen so many things now, but I think I will watch it because you've hyped me for it with the music and the and the whole thing with the production value. So I'll, I'm going to watch this. Yeah, unless so you, it's, it's, it's not, it's not spoiler. Don't worry about it. Perfect. And finally, just something to check out. Steam Halloween sale is live. It's spooky. It's a lot of fun over there. Check out. I'm sure anyone who listens to this probably and plays on PC probably has already opened their Steam client today. But just in case you haven't, there's a lot of great deals. Uh, Matt, you said you saw some record lows for games. Yeah, uh, at least for the stuff on my wish list, I was seeing a lot of deals that were like the lowest they've ever been. So yeah. I imagine that is probably not just on my wish list. I imagine it's probably across the board. So Definitely, if if there are games that you have on your wish list or have been keeping your eye on, go check it out because maybe it's on sale for a a pretty deep sale right now. So go check it out. Yeah, 
I love that. It's not just spooky games too. I had yeah, uh, a lot. Not... Of, I had a couple of games on my wish list that. Uh, well, I mean, they're games that always go on sale, but it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny to see like all these spooky games on the list, and then see like Euro Truck Simulator too. <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> you guys are just getting on the sale. You don't even care about spookiness. Uh, all right. Well, that is going to be it for GG Replay today. But before you go, we just have a couple things to remind you. First off, if you enjoy GG Replay and all of our content on goodnightgrooves.com, well, it can be any of our content. It doesn't have to be all of it. Uh, like the Game Grooves podcast and the blog, and you're feeling super generous, take a look at our Patreon over at patreon.com slash goodnightgrooves to see if any of our three current support tiers might interest you. A $3 plus tier will get you early access to our weekly podcast, Game Grooves. And you won't want to miss this week's episode because we, uh, we dressed up in some spooky costumes, as you can see here, uh, if you're watching the video, I'm a wolf. Uh, so pretty good times. We had a blast. It was just uh, Matt, Josh, and I uh, joshing around, and it was a good time. So check it out. It's out on Sunday. But if you're a Patreon, you can listen to it right now. So check that out. Also, just a reminder to everyone, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, which I know most of you are, um, just you know, feel free to give us a five-star rating or a thumbs up or a like or whatever it is on your podcast app. It takes you about 10 seconds, but it means the world to us. So we'd really appreciate that. Uh, Matt, do you have anything else to say before we head out of here for uh, our final GG replay before we're in the Christmas season? All I have to say is happy Halloween. Have a fantastic Halloween weekend. Enjoy it. Go trick-or-treating, go to a party, hang out, give out candy, watch some scary movies, play some scary games, listen to the Pumpkin Jack soundtrack, and have a great time. And stay safe, everyone. We will be back on Monday, of course, with another GG replay, and uh, it'll be snowing. I I fully bet. I'm going to make it snow in this place. (laughs) All right. Good night, groups.